Hey, Splunk Talk listeners, let's get ready for episode number 30. This episode was originally recorded on January 28th, 2011. Unfortunately, when I was editing it, I received news that my mother-in-law had passed away, so I had to run out of town for a week. But uh, we're back. It's episode number 30, the big 3-0 of Splunk Talk. Let's get rolling. I gotta have more cowbell. Splunk Talk, fighting answers without a doubt. Splunk Talk will help you figure it out. Splunk Talk, it's time to tell the whole world about Splunk Talk. Splunk Talk. Awesomeness. Awesomeness, it's the big 3-0. Happy birthday, Jeff and Maverick. Thank you. Happy birthday. Honestly, I expected a little bit more excitement from you, Maverick. I, I'm, this I'm is, well, I'm just confused. freaked out. I'm freaked out because this is the 30th and we're doing it with a video, full video with the Skype 5. And it's like, I'm seeing you guys and it's like, I don't know how I feel about it. Don't look at me. I'm trying not to, but it's hard not to. I'm actually That's... looking at GarageBand, so I can't even see you. <laughs> okay. I need more. I'm looking monitors. at your weird shirt. Yeah. But my- you need to explain this. You need to explain this to everybody. You're oh, yeah. in Austin. Yeah. What is that? I'm in Chicago. That's right. Mavericks there we go. That's Dallas. what we do. This is called the roll call every week. What's up? It's warm in Austin. Wild's wearing an F5 t shirt. And uh, it's uh, maybe I'll. It looks like somebody threw can up. I, what what is can it? I say what it is? Can yeah. I say what it is? What is it's, it? It's, it's, it's doucheware. <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah, that, Actually, that's it. It's got, You're right. It's got skulls and lions and crowns and <laughs> swirly oh, flowers. Oh, that's what those are. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can tell. Yeah. It, some it's, would say uh, it's doucheware. Some would also say it's awesomeware. Okay. Those would be you, douches. Yeah, the, Ed that Hardy. Would be you, that would be awesome. you Ed, Ed Hardy would say that. Ed yeah. Hardy awesomeware. <laughs> okay. So... Anyways, I'll bet you're not. Hey, you have a uh, don't you have a kind of a douchey cap on today, Jeff? I, I'll admit that. Yes. With a C. Nice. <laughs> what does that stand for? What does that stand for? Well, take a guess, Mav. Is that a logo like for a sports team? It is. It stands it's the for most Packers team in the world. I don't Packers. know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know sports. I don't even know who's in the Super Bowl this uh, year. Cheeseheads. Packers. Go Packers. Okay. <laughs> Sausage. All righty. You know, it's exci- as we're Let's saying, Jeff, it's episode number 30. And, you know, we're, we got our Q&A format. So let's. It's amazing. Let's. Uh, Let me kick it off. I got a question. Uh, Rock the house. Is it possible to gather WMI statistics from a machine that's not in the domain? Excellent question. Okay. Oh. Here's why it's an excellent question. Thank you. Because I didn't actually know the answer to this when someone asked me it. Someone asked me it this week. Does that mean any question that you don't know the answer to is awesome? No. no. Okay. No. Just, awesomeness. Right, the awesomeness trend line is inverse to the matrix of the quotient of zero. Whatever that is. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> it sounded it sounded awesome. It, it did. It sound sounded awesome. like my F5 shirt. There's stuff all over the place. There is awesomeness everywhere. So I thought to myself, I said, self, hmm, WMI to a disconnected domain machine. So this this user or or customer um, obviously knows how to do WMI with a domain controller, okay? Easy. You just, you know, install Splunk with domain admin or an account that has equivalent access. And, of course, you can gather event logs and statistics and, you know, lions and tigers and bears, oh, my, from any machine in your domain. But what happens if you have some desktops that are like work groups? So 
not like Windows for workgroups, but more like just in a workgroup, not connected to domains. Yeah. Hmm. 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 How do you do that? So um, WMI traditionally from the domain controller or domain account to a workgroup workgroup machine like an XP machine or a Vista machine that's not connected just won't work. It's not a Splunk thing. It's actually Microsoft um, and it's security. There's reasons why it won't work due to security. So there's two ways to do this. One way uh, is to uh, install Splunk on a machine that is uh, that can have the same account. So let's say you put a, a Splunk on a workgroup machine, okay, on a machine in a workgroup, maybe use it as a forwarder, and then you have every machine in the workgroup have the same account with username and password. So for example, if you have an administrator account, you put administrator on each machine, put the same password, and WMI authentication should work. The Microsoft has a tool called WBEM or WBEMtest.exe, which is there, which should verify whether this works. It's kind of kludgy if you ask me. Uh, and the person who asked this also thought about doing forwarders on each box. And that's probably a better way to go. So, you know, you can install a forwarder on each of these workgroups, workgroup machines, and have them uh, just eat the logs or monitor the logs or statistics and stream them up to an indexer. And then you really don't have to mess around with, you know, accounts and all this other garbage. So um, you can do it either way. The, 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 if you search for uh, WMI from non-domain connected machines on answers, you'll find the answer there as well. So seems like an edge case, but it is possible. Cool. Cool. Less and less of an edge case because uh, more and more of our um, customers seem to be on Windows. Yeah, but are they? Do they have machines not in the domain? Yeah. Well, the more and more of our customers are bigger, which is bigger organizations. They're usually, um, yeah, kind of disconnected, not upgraded, rogue yeah. machines out there. I guess you're right. Well, too just, much to yeah, manage. Goes, yeah, it goes along with the whole silo approach that most people take, right? And I, I disagree. I think it's even some of the smaller smaller groups still might have silos, and they might uh, have reasons to keep things separate like that. Awesome. Okay, uh, my question. Anyway. Anyhow. Okay. 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 Ooh, question number deuce. Deuce? <laughs> deuce. Careful. <laughs> yeah. Careful. I mean, as in number two. My Splunk forwarders, and that's the editorial my. Uh, my Splunk forwarders have been upgraded to the latest version of Splunk. Awesome. But my Splunk indexer is still on a previous version, and everything still works as expected. Is this intentional? Or should I really keep all Splunk instances on the exact same version at all times? What say you? So, so it's really work. Yeah, I was going to say, is it really working still? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, so I've seen this happen a few times um, where, especially with uh, if a couple people are working on the project, um, one person might be setting up the indexing and doing configurations. Another person might be uh, pushing out forders and setting up forders with like a deployment manager or something. And occasionally forders can get upgraded before the indexer. Um, typically, you want them to be the same or you want the, or, or at least we recommend them to be the same or at minimum, the indexer to be and the latest version. And the forders, if, especially if they're lightweight forders, uh, um, you, you probably they can be a few versions behind because um, te technically they're just sending in and when and when I mean like behind I mean like minor versions like you probably 
you probably don't want to have a, a 3x forward or uh, again to a 4 4x indexer but you could still do that it'll still work um it's just uh what we you know it's if it's just forwarding the data uh raw data messages up uh it doesn't there's not i don't think there's any dependencies that way um going that direction but uh but you know if it still works the other way around where your indexer is on the lesser version um i you know i'm surprised uh but but not kind of not surprised because it if especially if it's only a couple versions behind it probably minor versions it's probably still could work but you best recommendation is to keep them either all in sync or to to uh, at least upgrade your um your indexer uh and you don't necessarily have to uh, upgrade your forwarders uh, to get it to keep it going now, when 4.2 comes out, you're going to want to make sure everything's on the same version that's coming out in a couple months, or it could be already out when you are listening to this. Um, we put a bunch of technology in there to do guaranteed delivery and gain a lot more information on what's going on in the forwarder so you can monitor what's happening. So uh, you'll probably want to make sure that they're all upgraded, but you know we try to make it so that most of the versions of Splunk work with each other as far as sending data. Yep. Cool. All right. I have a question. Hold on a second. Are well, you I, sure? I have an artificially generated break, which, uh, okay. you know, we were, cause we all were right, off right. last week doing Splunk we stuff off. for Splunk sales kickoff or, you know, 2011. Actually, this is called 2012. 2012. Yeah. I don't know. There's a we took story. the 01 out of 2011. We did. We did. We added one to it. Um, <laughs> We just changed our. We just we changed part of our year, and I don't know. I'm not going to get into it. Uh, a couple of things coming up this year in tw the actual year 2011. Uh, we've got Cisco Live coming up January 31st through February 3rd in London, and it's pip, over pip. in London. You're supposed London. to do your uh, accent for that whole that whole thing. Oh, uh, why don't yeah. you do your accent for RSA? You know, your Welsh, your Welsh, uh, your Welsh, <laughs> Welsh accent, Cockney. Geico accent. Uh, and then we've got Strata Conference. And, you know, um, the guys at Strata, which is like an O'Reilly conference, have been tweeting lately about some cool sessions that they've set up with both EMC and Splunk. That's February 2, Deuce Through Trace, 2011, <laughs> at uh, Santa Clara's Hyatt Regency Santa Clara <laughs> Convention Center. So check that out. Um, we have a cyber is it still even called Cyber Cybersecurity Expo? I like to call it Cybersecurity because nice. it reminds me of Skynet and stuff like that. That's hot. So Cybersecurity <laughs> Expo, February 8th through 9th in D.C. But check this out. That's Skynet will have a big booth there. That's a cybersecurity. But then <laughs> cyberspace. 2011. Oh, really? Really? That's in Colorado. Oh, that's is, cool. Uh, of course it's in Colorado. Is, is William Gibson going to be there? Uh, perhaps. <laughs> perhaps. February 8th and 10th, 2011. Okay. Is he Tom the neuromancer or the necromancer? I, I don't know. I don't read his stuff. I don't believe in books. Um, <laughs> I believe in glyphs. Wow. And I believe you in need? the Beatles, actually. Right? Yeah. Wow. Well, As I was saying. IT, so you're, you're all good. February 14th through 17th, 2011, RSA. RSA. Yeah, RSA. Is that, is that cybersecurity too? Uh, perhaps. I believe it's cyber and non-cyber. All sorts of <laughs> cool stuff. You know, we try to accept everybody. Uh, my friend Dimitri from LogLogic is going to be there. And we'll see if we can get him over to Splunk for a job interview. That's right. Coming He's for you, dude. Overdue. Sounds like a plan. No, Sounds I know, like I know. He's been avoiding us, and uh, <laughs> yeah. 
And there's some stuff coming up in March, some meetups and all of that. Yeah, um, meetup uh, Dallas. We're trying to get one together in Dallas. So if you're in Dallas, uh, go. Is go a meetup meet like like a user group? Nope. That's a a meetup yeah. is what's in my fridge. I got a seven pound tenderloin, <laughs> and I'm going to be cutting the meetup meet up. Gotcha. All right. right, all right. So yeah, we're still trying to get one in Dallas. We don't have a date yet, but so if you're listening or you know someone in Dallas that might be that user or someone that might be interested, we're going to try to have one here at the office. Um, and uh, get us down some splunk conversations going on. Yeah. Um, obligatory wow. rim shot for my joke earlier. There we go. Okay. Can you fix right, that can- in the post? No, nah, I think I'll just leave it in. Just because it's nice. silly that it's late. Maybe a yeah. clap. There you go. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. All right. Perfect hey, for, Maverick. For my question. You yes, must thank have you. a question. question I do three. have a question. The question is, I have Splunk indexing on Windows, okay? And I want to use a mapped drive a mapped drive as my uh, Splunk input. I set up the mapped drive, but none of the files on the mapped drive are showing up in my index. What, what? is wrong? They're no not way. showing up. Map drive, not showing up. What's going on? That's crazy. That's craziness. That's craziness. It should just work. It should always just work. And in fact, um, from the Splunk point of view, it probably does work. So there's a couple bits that goes with this. And uh, uh, let me start with the first thing, which is, uh, when you install Splunk, and I'm assuming this user was a they they had built their um, their index on Windows, so when you do that, we always we always tell you to um, set up the the install user as a local system user, and you know sometimes that pr- that puts you know implications into this scenario, but it needs to be local system user. But by default, the way that works with Windows is that that is constrained just to um, the the local domain. If the map drive happens to be elsewhere, um, then you actually need credentials to get to that. And sometimes it's tough to, to see that that's the case because um, the error doesn't happen in Splunk. Splunk's going to try to resolve the path to the... Um, to the source of the data, and that's another thing to talk about. Um, you guys might have a different experience, but every time I do Windows, and I'm, you know, admittedly not a Windows guy, but but our docs always say that you can use the fully qualified path or the UNC path. Um, if it's anything other than local dro- local file systems, I typically have trouble unless I do use the UNC path. But if you use it, if you put in the UNC path into inputs.conf, and then you attempt to reach that source, um, as long as the path is correct and intact, um, you won't get any errors in Splunk. Where the errors do show up is in the Splunk D log, and you have to mine through that to go find out if you're getting authentication or other kinds of errors uh, onto the map drive. And that's what that's what I use to, to track that down. Once you, it's usually if you've got the right system administrator with you, it's pretty easy to put uh, domain credentials on the other server that has the map drive. Once you do that at all, it all works. Wow. Awesome. And that's recent stuff that I just learned because, like I said, I'm not a Windows guy. These things aren't as intuitive as, as they are on the Windows and Linux side of the house. But, uh, yeah, works. Couple other tips also as I was thinking about that. Um, you know, as you're going through the process of eating data and you want to test it out and you can't figure out, you're looking through the logs. Sometimes just um, doing a one shot on one file 
is not a bad idea. So just do Splunk add one shot on a file in that path, and then you should see right away if you get an error. You can also run Splunk in what's called no daemon mode, which means you go to the command line and it's like Splunk start is go to the bin directory in Windows. A Splunk start Splunk dash dash no daemon or Splunk D. Actually, you have to start each of them up, I think, Splunk D and Splunk Web. But if you run them in no daemon mode, they'll run sort of in console mode. So you can see what the console output is right there uh, on there. So That's awesome. Does, so does the Splunk, does the errors and messages that come to Splunk D-Log show up in the console? I it that way? think so. I could be wrong, oh, but I remember, it, awesome. I remember it spitting some stuff on the screen. So, Can you do that in Windows and Linux? Correct. Yes. Awesome. You can. That's awesome. You can. And matter of fact, if you run it in no daemon mode, it's also a way that you can run multiple Splunk instances on a single Windows machine because Windows can only register as the Splunk service once. So right. if you needed to and run, like, let's say, a, service. a test copy and a production copy, you can do that. But anyways. Awesome. It is awesome. It is awesome. Is that all of them? Splunk talk. So now is it going to be yeah. someone else's favorite topic of, other than mine? Maybe, maybe not. What did we learn this week? What do we got? Jeff, what do you got this week? Well, can I talk about a non-Splunk issue I had? You know, I forgot to mention what the segment is about. It's a, uh, it's about anything technical we learned this week. If you, if you figured out something cool in Splunk that we didn't answer, or if it's just some random technical thing like uh, what webcam that you have sitting on your desk that's not hooked up yet, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Totally that's not, not pre-recorded about, laugh. Okay. <laughs> Soundboard's not up and you don't need it. Yeah. <laughs> so I learned that the um, we we use headphones to do our podcasts here, and and it's I use the same earphones that uh, that I use to listen to my iTunes and my my i you know my music when I'm on planes and trains and stuff like that. And automobiles. Uh, no, that's that's strictly forbidden. You're not supposed to be driving and, and having That's a, your pioneer stereo with huge woofers in the back, right? With yeah, that's exactly. Word. <laughs> so um those little uh earphones are are nice. They they fit right in your ear, they're noise canceling, they've got these uh concentric conical kind of things that burrow deep into your ear. And uh at very low volumes you get really good fidelity. Um, but you got to put them in the right way. And um, I like to stick them in as far as they go until I get like a searing white hot blindness and uh, a pain that, you know, I can't see anywhere else in my body. Wait, did you uh, say you like to stick them in? <laughs> so they, they do need to go as in. As far as they'll go, yeah. If you read on the, <laughs> on the blo- uh, blogs about them, you'll see everybody says that. Are those but once sure you get, headphones or are they, Entomotic Research ER6Is is my model. So uh, I got to my destination to go work with some more Splunkers in another city, far off lands, uh, pulled the headphone out of my ear, and the little rubber thing stayed in my ear all day. It was uh, uncomfortable. I couldn't reach it, and uh, I had to go to the hardware store after all my work to f- get these micro needle nose pliers to pull it out. So if awesome. anyone has ideas on that, that's, um, I would like them to, to, you know, ping Splunk talk at Splunk.com and give me feedback on that. You know, I ran into someone else last week at, at kickoff, uh, Splunk kickoff who had the same problem 
on an airplane, couldn't get it out. Yeah, uh, that was that's me. Was it that, you? That's what happened. No, 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 that's what happened to me. No, 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 but they couldn't get it out, and they actually had to have the paramedics come on the plane. <laughs> okay, it's not that bad. No, they, they it wasn't, the, the guy needed him removed, and then apparently the, I don't know. You the, can't. You can't unplug them from the socket and walk with a wire out of your ear a uh, hundred yards to the lobby of the airport. I think it was on a, I don't know. Was it on the Concord where the headphones are permanently affixed to the, con- to the console? Likely. It probably. So, <laughs> I need, I need someone to they put have- an ear, I need someone to put an ear plug in their ears and it was little spongy ones. You squeeze and yeah. they expand and they lost, they forgot about it actually. And it was in there for weeks and they didn't know. And they, that's thought they were losing their hearing for a while. And that's, that's kind of awesome. Do, do you think maybe when you say someone, you're referring to yourself in a third person? <laughs> no, it was, it was my dad. It was my dad actually. Okay. <laughs> right. So well, my friend, my friend in Wisconsin, uh, yeah, he's got a problem with girls. Uh, <laughs> Go to hell, man. Come on. Okay. Um, he doesn't live in Wisconsin. Eagle Packers. Eagle Packers. Eagle <laughs> Passage. So, so, hey, so I learned something really good. I just want to throw this out to anyone that's still listening at this point. Headphone related? No, that's actually Splunk related. Uh, I'm going to bring it back around. Hey, stop making faces. Stop doing that. Sorry. <laughs> making that fake smile face. Don't do that. Um, so so I will just offer this. If you ever restart Splunk from the GUI and it hangs or it doesn't seem to ever work right after that, just uh, you might try restarting from the CLI. We're finding out that, uh, or I'm finding out, this week, uh, I've did it a couple times to get uh, to get things back rolling again for a few customers I was working with. So, um, is so that on Windows? Typically, it's on Windows. It can actually this other one worked was on Linux actually, but it's just um, is, some is sometimes Splunk web hanging. Yeah, I've, no, I've seen Splunk no, nothing, web not restart on Windows. Sometimes. It just doesn't it, like either doesn't restart yeah. or it just or it restarts and but it doesn't uh, repaint. It like it restarts, you can get in, you just yeah. can't repaint the results. So so just by restarting from the CLI seems to seems to fit. You know, it does some other thing it needs to do there, or at least you can see the by the output what's going on. So just a little little tip there. Along that same line, that's that's good. That's good to know. Uh, along the same line i've been having some of the more recent versions and builds um browser specific issues specifically chrome specifically with dashboards and the the manifestation is say you had four panels i'll get three of the four random three i can i can close the browser reopen the same dashboard and i'll get a different set of three out of four uh rendered uh graphs so um Check answers, check the Chrome release problem. notes, it's check cr- and then use Firefox. Yeah, no, that, no, that's good. And then the other thing I was going to mention really quick and then, and then I guess uh, I'll let Walt go and then, um, We'll, what we'll about make, me? Are we'll, you going to let we'll, me go? No, no, no. We're just going to let him go and then we're going to make fun of him. Whatever's gonna, gonna, whatever's gonna, answer is, we're going to give you up, Jeff. Yeah, so so uh, so I am. We are having the user conference this week, this year. Um, we are going to try. Oh, yeah. We're going to see if we can't get a uh, a splint band there. Uh, and why, why would you try? To, Just do it. Be, well, we're going to do it, but we want to see if we can't. We're like we're coming up with ideas. Like instead of like uh, like cover band, a cover band would do. Instead of like Van Halen's jump, we do Splunk. Just go ahead and Splunk. Or we would do um, uh, things like um, system Splunk administrator instead of smooth operator. You know, by Sade or something uh, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, thinking, so, so what about like the search operator? I mean, search, if you're going to go yes. ah, yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah, search yeah, operator. I, I think yeah, you yeah. need wild on the committee. So, 
Exactly. First so of all, ex- is there a committee? Because we well, we can't no, it's anyone. Thing. Yeah, I'm going to send it out to internally, but also anyone that's that's listening. If you guys have ideas for songs that could be parodied or changed, let us know, and we'll try to see if we can't. Or if you, if you write the words, we'll try to see if we can't cover it and do it at the Splunkies or conferences here. I write the songs that make the whole world sing. You know what? Uh, you came and you gave without taking, Jeff. Okay, <laughs> uh, all right, here's what I got. I got two things: one Splunky, one not Splunky. Uh, I put this on Facebook. I have the Auli Bubo for you guys on the phone. You can see for guys on the end of this. This is a CNC machine piece of metal with a uh, macro to wide angle lens on it. And you put your iPhone right in here and it increases the viewable area, which is really awesome. It's got tripod mounts on it and uh, it works really well. It's quite cool and uh, it makes taking video. Retail price? Uh, it's like 169 so. So I don't know. Okay. One would say it might be a little pricey, but I had a two hundred dollar gift card. So what the hell? Uh, oh, I forget about those gift cards. <laughs> yeah, I know. Don't forget about that. Wow. Okay. Other thing. All I gotta say is there's a storm coming. Splunk in the cloud. <laughs> More to come later. <laughs> come on. Okay. Geo. So just a hint. There's a storm coming. Splunk in the cloud. Stay tuned. We should do a whole uh, episode on cloudy. Cloudiness. Yeah, that's actually a good idea and how people are deploying it in the cloud and all We that. should have Garav G Money yeah, on the show. G Money so. all the way. Yeah, Garav should be and, uh, and Eric and maybe get Eric and Rob on the show. That would be awesome. Anyways, we'll talk Anyways. about Splunk Storm later. Okay. Thank you for uh, hanging out with us for a few minutes of your day. We've got uh, the from the boys and girls and puppies and kitties at Splunk Talk. Just a reminder, email us at splunktalk at splunk.com if you have questions, if you want a t-shirt, or if you want anything random from Jeff's house, you can ask for it. And if you're a farmer that likes cowbells, just tune in next week. Woot! Awesome. Thanks a lot. This is episode number 30. All over, and uh, have a great week, and as always, happy splunking! Woohoo! Y'all better watch out now! Oh,